0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi, folks. Welcome to another Friday episode of the 59th Minute FPL Podcast, which is brought to you by Fantasy Football Scouts. I'm Mark McGettigan, You'll find me on Twitter at FPL General. Hitting the record button as usual on Friday afternoon, as the last few pressers are finishing up. The Game Before deadline is at 6.30pm UK time today, 90 minutes before Luton versus West Ham kicks off. There's quite a few managers out there taking a punt on the likes of Jared Bowen and James Ward-Prowse for that one. Thankfully, this is the last Friday deadline for a wee while. I think the first four were all Friday deadlines, but there's certainly a few more Saturday ones to come after this international break. On today's episodes, I round up the pressers, answer listener questions, discuss the captaincy, and talk you through my transfer plans and team for the weekend. Make sure you hit subscribe or follow wherever you're listening, and please leave a review too during the break if you get a chance. The team news for game week four. There's quite a few teams that still haven't come through at the time of recording. I will mention those later in the podcast if they do filter through. Nothing yet from Arsenal, Villa, Brentford or Brighton. There's nothing of notes at Bournemouth. At Burnley, centre-back Bayer, who's only four million, he's on my bench. He's red flagged at the moment, but he should return after the international break. At Chelsea, they've signed Cole Palmer for Manchester City. He's only 4.9 in FPL. Not a player to buy this week, but one certainly for the watch list. Nothing of note in terms of injuries at Chelsea. Good news for us Johnston owners at Crystal Palace. Roy Hodgson has confirmed that Johnston will start against Wolves in Game Week 4, despite Dean Henderson now being at the club. At Everton, Dwight McNeil is back in training. Calvert Lewin doesn't need surgery on his injury and he's touch and go for game week four. Sean Dice is back to using his famous phrase touch and go, get used to that one. At Fulham, Palinia is strongly linked with a move to Bayern Munich. Today looks like that one might happen, so that's a huge blow for Fulham's defensive prospects over the next few weeks. Good news, possibly if you're buying Phil Foden this week, and certainly makes Erling captain Erling Haaland the prime captaincy candidate if he wasn't already. Lukic is also ruled out for Fulham, and Willian is getting better. At Liverpool, Van Dijk is suspended. Konati is ruled out. Konati, I think, has been named in the France squad. So that injury shouldn't be too long. And Curtis Jones is back in training. Nothing of notes at Luton Sound. Manchester City have signed Nunes from Wolves. And good news for Foden and the Kanji owners. They've both recovered from illness. So both could be back in the team this weekend. And John Stones is more or less there So, looks like he is almost over his injury and could be involved this weekend. Also, at Manchester United, some interesting sign-ins. They've signed Regulon from Spurs on loan and he's available for Sunday. So, he could go straight in at left-back because Luke Shaw is injured. They're also set to sign Amrabat, which would be a very good sign-in in in the middle of the park. And he could also feature against Arsenal on Sunday. There was positive comments from Tin Hag on Hoyland also. He said... We had a good training week, he's doing well, responded well. I think he is ready to start. So we could see Hoyland start against Arsenal, which is good news for Rashford because we'll play him in his preferred position on the left. At Newcastle, Botman has had a scan, but the injury isn't too bad. He's been very lightly jogging this week. A decision on his Game Week 4 availability will be made today. There will also be a late call made on Joe Linton. At Nottingham Forest, Danilo is ruled out, while there be a late fitness test for Scott McKenna. At Sheffield United, £4.5 million forward Archer is definitely in contention to start in Game Week 4, according to Heckenbottom. Soucek is ruled out. I don't know why this is coming up on my notes under Sheffield United. This is supposed to go under West Ham. Soucek's ruled out for West Ham and Aggerd is available. At Tottenham, Lockelso is the only new injury concern, which suggests Richarlison is fine despite coming off with a knock midweek. It looks like Brennan Johnson is going to sign for Tottenham today from Nottingham Forest. So that's a very interesting sign-in, which could have an impact on Richarlison's minutes. Nothing from David Moyes yet at West Ham and nothing of note from Wolves. Before I get into the questions, I just had another quick look on Twitter, a couple of interesting tweets coming through. Danny Welbeck is ruled out for Brighton this weekend, so is that possibly good news? If you still have Joe Pedro, maybe he gets a start. Damsgaard has been ruled out for Brentford. And Neil Mopai looks like he's going back to Brentford. I don't think any of us have seen that one coming. Seems like he hasn't scored for a lifetime, obviously did well at Brentford a few years ago, looks like he's going back on loan with an option to buy, so it'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. Maybe we'll get the good version of Neil Mopai back when he's back at a previous club where he did well. Before I get stuck into listener questions, a very quick plug for my Patreon. FPL content creation is my full-time job. If you enjoy the podcast and you'd like to support me and it, you can check out patreon.com forward slash FPL general. You'll get ITS podcasts, Thursday night live streams, Q&As, team reveals and more. Any questions you have about joining Patreon, send me a DM on Twitter. Question time now. Thank you for sending them in. First one's from Chew Jelly. How important might it be to have two transfers after the international break? Tugeli says, Already have Sterling, but I'm considering whether to hold off getting Madison this week in favour of rolling my second transfer. There was quite a few questions about this. People asking, do I make a transfer or do I save a transfer for after the break? Someone mentioned my kind of list of golden rules or my strategy for the season. They referred to the point where I say, "Can I bank a transfer this week?" or "Bank a transfer as often as possible." That is something I tend to try and do. But there's there's a decent chance I might wild card in game week five, so I don't really want to roll a transfer if that is the case. My bench is a mess. A couple of other things that might push me towards a wild card during an international break, for example, if Sterling and Foden do well. Um, I was slightly concerned about Johnston, but that might be okay for the short term. Again, it's something I would probably address if I did wildcard during the break. So because I might wildcard during the international break, I don't want to save a transfer. Um, And there's quite a few midfielders out there. There's Madison, there's Sterling, and there's Foden in particular. There's also Mbumo. There's a lot of players I want to get. So I want to keep... Playing a little bit more aggressively than maybe I usually would because I don't want to fall behind and feel like there's a lot of players that I don't have that I want to bring in. So I am going to use my free transfer this week. If you've got two free transfers, it's probably a little bit easier to roll one, you know, make one transfer and roll the other one. It's never a bad idea to have two frees after an international break because two weeks in FPL, as you know, from this season is a very long time. You know, every week this season we've had issues crop up that we didn't expect transfer window still lots of stuff happening tonight after the deadline so having two frees can be very useful after the break but I think if there's players out there really good players with really good fixtures if there's someone on your team that is letting you down or not performing well I also think it's absolutely fine just to make the transfer and have one free for game week five Question from Johnny Small. With two free transfers and Brighton's fixture swing, would you do Matsoma and Martinelli to Madison and Sterling for free? So, this is another good example. Do you make one transfer here or do you make two? And I would lean towards making two because I do think Madison and Sterling, along with Foden, are up there as the three best midfield targets to buy this week. And if you can get two of them for free, I think it sets you up very well for game week four. And for the subsequent game weeks after that as well, because Madison and Sterling, very good chance that they're going to be good long-term pick. So, Matoma out, Martinelli out for Madison and Sterling. That gets my vote of confidence. Matoma, obviously, has been good, but the fixtures are turning. They've made a couple of signings. Ansu Fati has come in, among a few others. You know, Europe kicks in soon. I've got slight concerns over Martinelli when Europe kicks in, also for Arsenal, and he's just not doing enough for me. So, spoiler alert Martinelli is going to be my transfer out this week. I will let you know who's coming in towards the end of the podcast, but his name has already been mentioned a couple of times. Question from FPL Tom resisting the urge to transfer Martinelli out for Sterling or Madison for a minus four, am I right in thinking that such a move is a bad idea? It's not a terrible idea. But in this scenario, if you're selling Martinelli for a minus four, it has the potential to backfire. This is one of the cases where we're selling a good player for another good player. So when you throw in a minus four on top of it, I'm not overly keen because Martinelli could get something against Manchester United. Let's face it, we haven't been defending too well this season. Sterling and Madison look like great picks this week. Could pay back the hit instantly and certainly could pay the hit back over the next couple of weeks. But when it's a minus four... For a good player out, I tend to just hold off and maybe make that move and give me 5 instead. So in that scenario, I wouldn't be selling Martinelli for a minus 4. I don't mind doing it for free, but when the hit's involved, it gives me pause. Question from Eric Ness Onstad. What is your view on Trippier? There's so much hype in the community to plan for getting him in. Until we see how... How Eddie Howe solves Champions League, I think it could be a trap with Trippier rested in the best fixtures in the league. So yeah, I think Trippier is probably going to split opinion over the next couple of weeks, certainly during the international break. There has been a lot of hype about, you know, keeping money to get him in around Game Week 5. I think he's possibly been overhyped a bit. He is expensive. We have, you know, plenty of other good defensive options at cheaper prices. We don't know how Champions League is going to impact Newcastle and will there be some rotation for Trippier? Possibly. It's all new territory. We know he was great last season, but again, it was the first half of last season where he was great. Easy to forget that he was a pretty poor asset to own in the second half of the season. He did did get the majority of his points in the first half of the campaign. So I'm kind of not sure how I feel about Trippier just yet. The Champions League group certainly doesn't help things. Newcastle have been drawn with PSG... Dortmund and Milan, the group of death. The fixtures for Newcastle, game week 4 it's Brighton, game week 5 it's Brentford, so I think that's two difficult fixtures for clean sheets, but then it gets really good. Sheffield United, Burnley, West Ham, Palace and Wolves, so from game week 6 to game week 10 looks like a good time to pick up some Newcastle players and I still would put Trippier as my number one Newcastle target. But I'm not going to, you know, overly stress about getting them in. You know, for example, one of my moves this week, I'm looking at Martinelli out. If I went Rashford out instead, I could do Gabriel to Trippier quite easily in game week five. But I want to keep Rashford. I'm more inclined to sell Martinelli, and if I need to wait until game week six for Trippier, to me that's absolutely fine. So I don't think you need to overly stress about getting Trippier. You've also got Fabian Schär. At 1.5 million less, who could prove to be good value also, plenty of goal threat, and maybe a little bit safer for minutes also when the Champions League kicks in. Like I say, it's all new. We don't know what's going to happen. Trippier could play every game in the league. Who knows? So, going to be very interesting to see how that one plays out over the next few weeks. Question from the local stigmatic... Are we all still somehow sleeping on Rodri? He's pep roulette resistant. He's playing higher up the pitch with City's possession, frequently contributing crosses, through balls, long and short range shots, and he's a set piece threat. Yeah, Rodri looks like an okay FPL pick this season. It's a small sample size, but he is playing further forward. He said that himself. In the absence of players like De Bruyne and Gundogan being gone. Two goals, one assist, five bonus points. He's only 5.7 million. But the question I ask myself, is he in the top three Manchester City picks? I don't think so. Haaland is in there. Foden is in there. I really like Ruben Diaz as well. And Gvardiol. I think Julian Alvarez is a great pick also. So Rodri's looking good. But I wouldn't want to take up a Manchester City slot for one of those other players I mentioned. I'd even have Ederson ahead of Rodri when it comes to Manchester City top three. Question from Chris Coley. Who's the best transfer for Gabriel? Chris says, the replacement will be going straight into my starting 11 in a back three. Already have Chilwell and Estupinian. So, who's the best replacement for Gabriel? If you've got extra cash, I would go for a Man City defender. If you don't have Cash, I think Udogie at Tottenham, to me, is looking the best option. Two very good fixtures coming up. I still really like Rico Henry as kind of a long-term pick at Brentford. And Matty Cash is certainly putting his hands up. He got the brace. He scored again in Europe midweek. But the fixtures for Villa next three or four, they don't look great for clean sheets. So that's why I would probably go Ujogi at Tottenham. Now, you might ask why am I not mentioning Malo Gusto here? and it's quite simple, I think Chilwell, Sterling and Jackson is the best Chelsea triple up. I can't get Sterling because I've got Gusto, obviously happy with him in game week three, but if Sterling goes big again in game week four, I'm going to have a big question to ask, You know, do I get rid of Gusto to get Sterling? And that might be another reason for a possible wildcard activation during the international break. So if you're selling Gabriel, if you've got cash, Man City defender or Udogi at Tottenham, Next question is from Sebastian. Is it worth taking a hit to sell Gabriel even if I have a playing sub this week, Tarkowski against Sheffield United? I've seen a few people taking hits for defenders, you know, maybe Luke Shaw or Gabriel. Players, basically, that are an issue. And if you've only got... If you've only got two decent starting defenders this week, then absolutely fine to take a minus four for a Gabriel or a Luke Shaw or someone else who is not going to play. But when you've got Tarkowski, I know he's been a disaster, as have Everton the first three game weeks, but it's possibly the best fixture of the season uh, against Sheffield United. So if they're ever going to keep a clean sheet, it's going to be against the Blade. So in that scenario, rather than taking a minus four for Gabriel, I would probably just keep him. Play Tarkowski against Sheffield United and give yourself the extra transfer in Game Week 5 with two weeks more of information during the break. So, Tarkowski as well, he's looked a threat in almost every game so far from, from set pieces. Came close to scoring a couple of times, so maybe a spike, a lucky goal by being patient. Gabriel, I've still got him. I'm going to keep him during the break. Uh, I feel like he's a he's a teddy bear that I've been cuddling tightly and I don't want to get rid of it. Not Certainly not my favourite teddy bear at the moment, but more exciting transfers to be made in the starting eleven. So Gabriel's probably going to survive on my bench. He'll probably drop the four point seven. I'm not too bothered, but he'll certainly be going either on a wild card in game week five or possibly with a transfer in game week five. Question from Michal Crehan. Should I stick with Pickford one free transfer? Again, like the Tarkowski question or scenario, because it's Sheffield United, you keep Pickford for that one. And you give yourself two free transfers after the break if you don't have any other issues i prefer playing pickford or playing tarkowski in this fixture and having two frees and more flexibility after the break question from shane fpl start onana or turner shane says i always hate it when i have opposing attackers and goalkeepers in the same game so in this scenario you've got onana playing against your arsenal attackers and you've got turner playing against your chelsea attackers so No matter which goalkeeper you go for, it's not going to feel fantastic. In this scenario, I don't think it's a straightforward decision. But I would just go, I think I would just play the Manchester United goalkeeper. Not expecting either keeper to keep a clean sheet. But I would play Onana over Turner. Question from Blake at the FPL Kids podcast. Should I use my wildcard today or is it still too early? The wildcard question has come in in every week so far, and as the weeks go on, you know, wildcards are looking better and better. I've been talking to quite a few people this week who've hit the button. Uh, I put a draft together, which I'll talk about now for anyone who is on a wildcard today. I think it's always team dependent, and if your team is an absolute mess, if you've got lots of issues, lots of injuries, lots of underperforming players, you can absolutely wildcard for Game Week 4. There's no problem with that at all. Like I said, I'm quite open to a Game week 5 wildcard, so I'm pretty close to playing it myself because I've got Gabriel, I've got Nakamba, I've got Bayer, and if I don't have Foden and Sterling. If they do well in Game week 4 that'll probably push me towards playing a wildcard, among a few other things. Obviously, I'll see how the dominoes fall. If you are wildcarding today for Game week 4 I put a very quick draft together for one of my Patreon streams last night, so I'll share that with you. Again, very quickly put together but it's a very good team. Flecken and Areola, to me, is a very nice combination for wild carders. Defensively, Chilwell would stay. Trippier would come in. You could just bench Trippier this week if you want. Diaz would come in from Manchester City as, I think, the safest centre-back to buy. Udogi as a fourth defensive option, maybe in a rotation with Trippier. And then your 4 million defender could even be a 3.9 million defender. There's a 3.9 million defender at Luton now. Mengi. So, I would probably just go for him, save your 0.1 over a Cabore. He's your third sub anyway, so you're probably never going to use him. Midfield on a wild card, midfield five in a 3 5 2 formation. Saka would stay. Madison, Sterling, and Foden, the three top midfielders I think to buy this week, would all be in a wild card squad. And Bruno Fernandes would probably survive. And up front, Erling Haaland and Jackson with Archer on the bench. I think I, I managed to put that squad together with. 0.1 million in the bank and i've already lost a you know a few bob and gabriel and stuff like that so most people should be able to afford this team and if you can't you probably just put in in midfield instead of one of the midfielders so there's a wildcard draft for gaming four if you fancy it fleck and Ariola, Chilwell, trippier diaz udogi mengi most likely from luton saka madison sterling foden and bruno Haaland, Jackson, and Archer. Best of luck to anyone who is playing a wild card this game week. There's a good chance my team might look very similar to yours come game week five. Give me four captaincy and transfers now. Captaincy, going to keep it as brief as I ever will. Captain Haaland against Fulham. Looks like Polina might be on his way. That's even worse news for Fulham, who've been poor defensively already this season. Captain Haaland, if you have him this week. Give me four transfer. I've got one free transfer. I could roll it, which is what I would usually do before an international break. But there's a lot of players I don't have that I would like to get. Madison, Foden, Sterling, Mbumo... Lots and lots of players on my radar, so I'm going to use the transfer to get one of them. The plan is, and I'm going to pull pull the trigger after this podcast as long as there's no news on Twitter, Martinelli out, James Madison comes in, that's been my plan all week. I can't get Sterling because I've already got triple Chelsea, so I'm glad I don't need to make that decision this week. Foden, I still think is a fantastic pick, but to me, Madison's my kind of player, long term, steady Eddie, Involved in everything, loads of avenues to point. so I'm going to go for the guy I've been thinking about all week. He was almost in my Game week 1 squad, so it's going to be good to finally own him. Good fixtures coming up also. The other option I mentioned, Rashford to Madison, which allows Gabriel to trip your Game week 5. But I want to keep Rashford, so I'm going to go Martinelli to Madison. Another option is sell Gabriel for Gavardiol Ujogi, or Rico Henry. That would mean benching Estupanen. To me, I just prefer the midfield transfer instead. And like I mentioned a few times, I'm going to be watching Game Week 4 very closely and depending on what happens, I might press a wildcard button on Saturday night or Sunday night. Once the Madison transfer is made, my team for Game Week 4 will be looking like Johnston, Chilwell, Gusto and Estupanen, Saka, Madison, Bruno and Rashford, Halland, Captain, Ollie Watkins, and Nicholas Jackson. So hopefully a nice big green arrow going into the two-week break. Best of luck for the game week, folks, and have a great weekend. I'll be back on Monday to look back on the action before we all recharge our batteries during the international break. So I think my plan is record a podcast on Monday and then probably leave it right until the end of the international break, maybe the Friday. Um, I'm heading to Ireland for, for a week during the break so I'm probably going to leave the microphone behind me so a Monday podcast is coming but then there's a good chance it might not be until the Friday of Game Week 5 and I'm pretty sure it's a Saturday deadline uh, that Game Week 5 so there'll be 24 hours to get the podcast listened to thanks for taking the time to listen to this one if you're not interested in the Patreon stuff you can buy me a coffee instead at buymeacoffee.com forward slash FPL General best of luck for the Game Week folks and I'll talk to you all on Monday